So we're, we're past 50, now it's all downhill. Oh, don't be sad. <laughs> I'm over the hill. No, I'm so, closer to 50 than you are. Before we get too far into it, I want to apologize. I have been incredibly congested um, because of some things going on. So if she's not blowing out your speaker, that's why. Her voice and, isn't working. And I, this is actually it's the like loudest. like a normal person. Shut up. <laughs> This is the loudest I've been all day. Like, I whispered through my first two classes today. It was miserable. So, this is episode 51. I got a message today from a listener in, uh, it's one of my Danish listeners. You're so funny. <laughs> he's da- That's just weird that someone on the other side of the globe is listening to us. But he's not actually listening to you or Robert yet. Because he's only on episode four. So, yeah. like, he's not going to hear me saying anything about him for, for weeks. Nice. You guys to get those messages too, right, James? Yeah, but that's fine. What the hell? Nobody messages okay. me. It's Kevin. I'm going to try to say his name. Kevin Von Der... I'm going to go with Lip. Lipe? It might be Lipe. Leap? L-I-P-E-E. It's not French. It's not French. <laughs> I don't know what Danish would sound like. Oh. But, I mean, other than you can have them at breakfast and they're covered in, like, icing. Moving on. <laughs> Danish. I get it. Anyways, so he'll hear that in like two or three weeks that we, oh we called him out. I also, and then he's going to stop listening to you because you compared him to food. It's not my fault that they're named after a really tasty breakfast. I mean, it's... <laughs> if his name was Bacon, Egg, and Cheese oh, Biscuit, geez. I'd still compare him. Oh my gosh. Alright, I also want to thank two people this week. I'm pull it up. The first one is... What are you doing? Keep going. Oh, okay. The first one is Jason Raup. Who's our first, I hope I pronounced that correctly, our first Patreon, which is awesome. We really appreciate that. We've got really big plans, and we'll go into some of that later in this episode. And our other is Maddie Norton, who is our second Patreon. Uh, the three of us are really, really excited that y'all did that, and, and we appreciate it a ton. Um, yes, we do. We've got big plans for what we plan on doing with Patreon money, and it's going to come back to all the listeners. That is kind of the goal. You look really excited like you have something to say. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for our sponsors. Oh. (laughs) I had to to pull it up on my phone. Uh, I had to get ready. Okay. Our first sponsor. Go ahead, Katie. Are you looking for a high-quality PVC rack? Look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. You should probably record that when your voice doesn't sound like you've been smoking for 15 years. Hush, I've never smoked anything in my life. Do not put that out in the world. Do not put that out there. Shut up. Mike Did you Wazowski. say Katie's correct? No! Stop it. Stop it now. Random drug test tomorrow. False information. False. False See, that's news. How, that's how it works. No. What? Watch that random drug test come. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Y'all can talk to my guests without me. Also, our, our first sponsor is obviously Lone Star Reptile Racks. And because Robert's too lazy to announce his own stuff, Katie wrote a whole little thing for him. I did. It's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and then our second sponsor 
is Herb's Reptile Shows, which is where we were this weekend at the Conroe Reptile Show, which was insane. Which actually could be part of the reason I have no voice because there Probably. were like 8,000 people that yeah, came it was close to the to 8, door people, and I worked I think. the register. Yeah. It was so, insane this weekend. God. That was a good weekend. Uh, speaking of shows, I want to go ahead and give you a shout out for our upcoming Herp shows. There's the Temple, Texas show, February 20th and 21st. Corpus Christi, Texas show, the week after, tw- February 27th and 28th. There's the Bryan College Station, Texas uh, show, March 13th and 14th, which is somebody's birthday weekend. That's me. Robert. 41. Man, man you're old. And then, mm-hmm. oh my. He's only five years older than you. Yeah, but he's older. <laughs> But not by much. That, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. And and dog years, it's a ton. Oh, no, sir. Moving on. <laughs> so, Beaumont, Beaumont, Texas, uh, April 10th and 11th. That's the next four shows. And then I'm not going to announce any Louisiana shows because I don't know if they're ever happening again. We don't know what's happening so, yeah. with those. But oh, come see that Beaumont show is gonna That Beaumont show, I have a feeling, is going to rival Conroe in the next couple of years. Oh, That's going to be a huge show. It's going to be a great show. So. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'll be at that one. Yeah. That That's our first us. show back. That's our next show that we're going to be at. Well, we'll be visiting people at Bryan College Station. But we're not vending. No. Well, I'm probably going to sit and bother Robert at no, his table. We're probably going to get pulled to work stuff. but. Yeah, but I can say no. So let's talk to our guests and see what show they're going to be at next. It's fun to make them wait. We had to wait for them to figure out how to use technology. James, don't be ugly. <laughs> They, so, so right now they're using a laptop from 1855. It is. It's actually. <laughs> they've got a hamster running their laptop right now. It's they so have to plug it into a potato oh, for power, God. you know. <laughs> Probably the one that Joe Challenger uses to vi- make his videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, if you heard that, uh, that was Robert, but I was thinking the same thing. No. Y'all are so mean. Uh, so anyways, you want to announce our guest with your fun voice? It's nothing that I wouldn't say to his face because we did this, this weekend a lot. Saying, yeah, I didn't say to his face this weekend. Lord. That's true. Yes, we have right. a special guest with us, and they're new friends that I made. So I was well, excited. Well, well it's, I think it's a one-sided friendship. I'm not sure they're your friend. You're their friend. <laughs> they were just stuck there next to you. They were stuck with me. But, well, yeah. Anyways, so we have Ilana. For everyone who cannot say her name correctly. I mean, you can say Lana, as, have, I, as I've been told multiple times. But it's fun to say Ilana. Uh, so we have Ilana, Ilana Anderson, and we have Lily, I don't actually know her last McGuff. name, McGuff. McGuff. <laughs> and they are... Like, like McDonald's. McDuff, that's what not I said. Duff. What is it? Guff. Guff. Oh, my God. It's, ty- oh, it's not, typed, it's on not typed on the screen. It, it was on the screen, and I was going to use it to cheat, and then you got rid of it. So I couldn't cheat. So much for friends. Jeez, don't friends know each other's names. Damn. We only hung out once. We're great friends. I never used the word great. I don't. Lifelong friends. <laughs> Look, you're putting words in my mouth now. We're hitting the mic. Stop it. Let me talk. What's the pet shop name? Their pet shop is No Drama Llama, and you need to be a No Drama podcast. Hey, hey best friend, can you tell them where it's located? They're in Kerrville, Texas. Are you sure? Is or is hey, it Kerrsville? Who who's actually been there? Yeah, I don't even know where it is oh, on the yeah. map. I'm gonna be exactly. right there. where it is on a map. I've seen it recently. I looked. <laughs> I surprised. We surprised Alana like two days before Thanksgiving. We should probably let them in. talk. And she's like, yeah. We we Robert been... surprised me right after we got back from my show. Yeah. So putting everything away and it was just chaos. And I was like, you're supposed to tell me before you stopped in. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to unpack Look. everything. 
Lily, are you still alive? Yeah, I get really oh, okay. nervous at things like this. <laughs> nervous. Aww. The whole world is watching. Nobody's Shut watching. It's up, just us, actually. <laughs> it's not even live. Man, so when, shows. when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to say shut up or we'd have to put a quarter in the bad word jar because that was just the kind of house we I had lived in. a bad in. word jar, you rich by now. I think I've said that like <laughs> seven times already on the show. Like, I'm, you're, you're really making me mad tonight, James. I'm making you mad. <laughs> Ugh. Well, we are super excited that you guys decided to do this show. Super excited. That seems yes, we are. I'm super up. excited. It only took us. Stop overanalyzing everything she says tonight. I was super excited an hour ago. You would think that he would give me a break. <laughs> you think oh, I'd get a free geez. pass this week, bud? No. <laughs> so hey, let's talk about reptiles. Well, yes. let's, let's first talk about uh, the pet shop. Yes. Because Tell our, us all about because it. Because our question is pet shop related, and I would like to hear a little bit about y'all's pet shop. So. Tell us about your pet shop. Lily <laughs> um, and I opened this in June of last 2019. So it's almost been two years we've been open. And how'd, uh, how'd COVID go for you? Uh, <laughs> the first, like, March was great. We sold a lot. And then it kind of went downhill from there. It's been pretty slow. We're considered an essential business, so we were able to stay open. But the sales definitely dropped, but luckily we do a lot of feeders and stuff like that. So lots of supplies, not being able to get supplies. Yeah. And then our supply sale dropped because we can't get any supplies because all the major like wholesalers are shut down or at half capacity. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so a lot of I our just... sales were feeders. Do, do y'all do pretty well off of feeders, though, in general? Yeah, that's, like, one of our highest grossing, like, parts of the shop. I mean, we I breed sugar gliders, and we sell snakes and other small animals and <clears> stuff <throat> like that and lizards, but are mainly our rats, African softbird, our mice, and our roaches, our crickets, our superworms, our mealworms, and stuff like that. Everybody I know that owns a pet store will tell you that they are a feeder store who happens to sell animals. Yeah, essentially. How noise is it, noisy is it to have sugar gliders around? Because I know they scream, and that's annoying. I mean, they, like, chirp if you go and mess with them, but I've got 14. Jesus Christ, that's too many. As breeders, oh. and they sleep oh. all day, so they don't make any noise unless you go in there and poke at them. You know, if you go in there and play with them, sometimes they crab, but... During the that's day, a, they sleep. That's a lot of fancy flying squirrels. Yeah. Of all varieties. <laughs> None a, of them are nearly as loud as the bird. Uh, <clears throat> you leave Pete alone. You, you know, he's actually being quiet <laughs> right now because he's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. He just uh, always wants attention. So so why did y'all decide that you wanted to open a pet store? I mean, I guess you, you obviously didn't see COVID coming, so like it wasn't like you opened yeah. it during uh, COVID, but... We started off with mice. Yeah, because her Lily's one of Lily's ball pythons wouldn't eat frozen thawed. So we bought a breeder colony of mice 
and there was too many. So then we were like, well, maybe we should sell some. And then we thought, well, if we're going to sell that, maybe we should sell some dry goods and some supplies. But in order to sell supplies, you have to have uh, a lot of companies require a brick and mortar store. So then we kind of just put some feelers out and we're looking around and we just happened to find a place that we could actually afford. And all of this happened within like, I'd say a month, maybe. <laughs> it was very, it was crazy. And I think Lily and I both would say that at this point in time, if you want to do something, go do it for sure. That's right. I have to say you guys, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. That scares the shit out of me. Oh, like 100%. the fact that y'all just did it, and like even Robert, like when, Robert quitting and going, I'm I gonna mean, sell racks. Like, like, y'all are inspirational. You really are because you That's had an idea. Feel important. Stop. That. You had an idea and you went for it, and that is that's really admirable. I right. tell people all the time when they bring up starting a business, I say the only way to do it is to do it. If you talk about it, you're never going to do it. Just, just, you got to do it. And if you fail, you fail. Yeah, we definitely, when we first started, I was still working for Walgreens 40 hours a week and Lily still had a part-time job. And, you know, she was running the shop while I was sleeping because I was working 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. And then I'd go in and for a little while and I'd go back to sleep and go back to work. And I mean, for a little while, it was just nonstop going. And then finally, I was like, all right, I have to quit my job because getting to be bigger than what, you know, one person can handle. I feel so. like that was more like Lily yelling, you have to quit your job. <laughs> 100%. But I mean, it got to the point, you know, when we first moved in, we basically had nothing. We were sitting on couch cushions building rat racks. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, that's where we started off. I mean, Lily and I... We did a lot of endless nights of building stuff and Craigslisting, you know, um, things that we could keep animals in and just busting butt to try and find everything to even put supplies on. I mean, we found these heavy old shelves for like $15 a piece at some flea market off the side of the road and had to ask somebody to help us put it in the truck because we couldn't lift it. And, like, those shelves are still here, and I wish they would go away because they're so heavy. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's just those things. You just go and you do it. And, I mean, so far, we've, you know, we made it through COVID. That was kind of scary. Extremely scary. I imagine. That's, I mean, because I, it's really, any small business had no idea what was going on. Now, I do know a, a lot of animal salespeople did really well during COVID. I guess people got bored sitting at home and they're like, hey, I'll buy animals. But I mean, having a, that's not, a lot of people aren't brick and mortar. They're, they were selling yeah. snakes online from their house. So that's completely different. I mean, we sold, at the very beginning, we sold a lot of Overhead stairs of ink. Yeah. I think Lily and I did it the right way. We put our own money into it and, you know, we don't owe anybody anything except for maybe Rick Tozer. We might owe him some money. <laughs> the bank is like real money to him, but that's about it. Well, we knew you were coming on, and we wanted to ask a question to our listeners about pet stores. And so, our question this week to our listeners was, "What are the top three things you look for in a good pet store?" And I figure this could be good information for y'all. Y'all run a pet store. 
kind of a a little feedback from people so you know what to kind of expect or look for. So uh, I go through a couple of them. A lot of them were a lot of the same thing. So as I go through them, you're going to realize like the top three things for most people are the same thing. Uh, Maddie McCann said husbandry. She always likes to check that each animal is set up properly and kept up with the best as possible. Basically just checking that they actually care about the animals they're selling. Um, which that one can be tricky. I imagine husbandry is tricky because you're not, you're not setting up an animal for life. You're setting up an animal for hopefully five days or less. Yeah. Uh, so. I come in with bioactive on that one. Yeah. We do a lot of bioactive and, uh, we do our very best. We research and everything like that. We always UVB, heat spots, whatever they need, they get veterinary um, cleaner between each animal. But it is a lot of work setting up like a dry animal and then selling it and the next day picking up a humidity animal that needs to go in there and you need to clean out the whole thing, change the substrate, change the setup, um, and then replace it. So we've kind of got a game plan where we try to keep um, we have a level of cases for drier animals with UVB and level of cases for more humidity animals and a whole different area for snakes to try to help ourselves with our humidity, or I'm sorry, with our husbandry to keep animals from in and out changing too much within one tank. So we try to hold like, we know we sell a lot of leopard geckos, we sell lots of ball pythons. So we have specific cases and enclosures for those specific animals. Gotcha. And then we do veterinary cleaning sense. in between each one of them. Yeah, because we definitely, we've gone through a whole bunch of pet, like we've gone into a bunch of mom and pop pet stores or even chain stores. And what we always notice is they're always on the same like LED lighting and they don't have, you know, they're on the yep. beer dragon, they're on loose sand or whatever, mm. you know, whatever it may be. So we definitely, with one thing when we used to open this, we're like, we're not going to be that pet store. That's going to have this NBD bearded dragon sitting here because it doesn't have UVB and it's not getting calcium and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I, that I you think about that like when you go to a PetSmart Petco, that in cap cage they have, it, they don't really change much for what they put in there. It's the same lights and heat lights and all that. Um. Also, uh, Maddie was looking for her second thing was it's really important that the people know what they're talking mm. about the animals. They're educated on them. That uh, that's a hard one to do. And I, and I in the, in defense of large, large scale pet shops like uh, Pet uh, PetSmart, because I did I've worked for them before. Uh, that's just hard to do. That's it's much easier in, in your situation for you to make sure that you know these things in detail than it is for a large chain. A large chain has its spot, and y'all have your spot, and they're not the same. I don't feel like y'all are really competing in the same area. No, not at all, especially. Those large chains are selling dog food and cat food mostly, and we're not selling any dog mm -hmm. food or cat food. But they're also hiring somebody that they just tell me to. They just tell me to go clean the cage. They're not training them for anything. They're just. And we never blame the employees. Like I don't want people going into petcos or pet supplies and harassing employees for not knowing their knowledge. Um, number one, it's really not these employees. Um, position to know when a job doesn't teach them um i actually feel bad a lot of times for these kids when someone comes in and they're like my animal died and those the our employees at our local pet supplies will actually send people to us when they're having complications um with housing an animal because pet supplies and pet codes and stuff um they don't 
put them through training. They don't make these employees go through training, which is ironic because I've waitressed and when I've waitressed, I went through food training. Mm. And I don't know why in the animal industry we have yet to get where employees need to go through animal basics, one-on-one maybe type training videos even. Yeah, I... I went through Pet I worked at PetSmart, and it's a uh, you sit in front of a computer for the first two or three days, and it's not in depth. Like as far as animal care, it's not like all right, this is a bearded dragon, these are the questions you'll get, this is how you take care. It's not that. It's very, it's very, very. Uh, I mean, it's reason. And the problem is the place that those turnover is huge in a place huge. like that very versus huge. your shop. I've actually you know, we've had um, a local uh, corporation shop. You know, I don't know, like if you don't really want to name drop around here, but I don't know. Um, anyway, I will. Okay, yeah. So our local pet supplies calls us all the time when they get an animal that's not that came in that they didn't plan for, or they're not the ability to take <clears> care of, or they've already ruined it, and they need us to take it off their hands. So it's really shitty that the money's going into these corporations and they can't take care of their animals correctly, and then they just want them gone so they can get a healthy one back in and sell that healthy one. And it people don't think it happens, but it definitely happens, and it's sad. I will say, yes, I will say for PetSmart, it's the only one I had experience with. Uh, the money they will spend on sick animals is insane. Now, nah, nah, not all places, but like, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not heartless, but I'm a realist. And when right. I know something is not going to turn around, I'm like, well, we can just go ahead and get rid of it. But like, every hamster, I've taken green anoles to the damn vet. And I'm like, come on, guys, like, it's going to die. Like, what are we taking it to the vet for? Uh, and, and they like a pet supplies, that's quite the opposite. They'll even send it back to the wholesaler, knowing you don't know what's going to happen to it. Oh no, PetSmart, the one I worked at, took everything. Wow. Um, which was crazy. Like I said, and some of it, I was just like, man, we're spending so much money on vet bills, right? And and the and the, and the animal keeper part of me goes, I, I, sometimes you just got to know when to cut it. And then people are like, some people go, that's heartless. I'm like, it's not heartless. I just, I'm a realist. I'm not. Yeah. We ask, we even have a Facebook page situations. for our rescues. Um, we do need to update it. We've had so many rescues and we did not even put them on there. And it's actually not because we don't have time. It's, um, we don't like to put animals on there that people bring to us and they're in terrible shape. And I'm like, you know, you really need to really put this animal. And then to go, I don't want to put it on the Facebook page and then find it. Because we did do that with an albino Burmese that came back with, they kept it in a tin gallon. So we set it up, sold it in an enclosure that was correct for it. They moved it into a tin gallon with a hundred watt red light. And they Jesus. literally burnt its back so bad that the scales had sloshed off. Um, so when we got her back, we worked with a local vet that kind of helped us um, with what that, you know, procedures on what might work for her. But it was so far gone. Well, we put her on our rescue page because the vet had a couple ideas on something to try. And we got a huge backlash from the animal's owner. Um, and, of course, their daughter was like, it's not like that. We didn't mean it. You shouldn't attack somebody. Um, we didn't even name drop before they made comments. And so long that I don't update our rescue page because it's, once again, our shop name's a joke. But, like, I really don't want drama. And I don't need people coming after us because or not bringing their animals in and these animals dying because they're fearful that we're going to post what they've done. Yeah. To them. Well, I love that. It's not like that. I'm like, the question would be, well, did you put it in a 10 gallon tank? Did you have a hundred degree bulb or hundred watt bulb on it? Then it is like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah. I mean, all of them, we took seven from them and they were Jeez. all in just horrendous shape. And we have to, you know, so we set up a whole quarantine area in the back. Um, because we do a lot of rescues through our shop. As a smaller mom-pop place, um, Alana and I actually 
surprisingly don't use a lot of wholesalers. We only use people we like. We use them at the shows. We make money and um, y'all probably seen us. We go around and we get from people we like, healthy animals that we bring back to the shop. Um, I buy from personal breeders. Um, we just, we don't want to promote wholesaling a whole lot just because there's so much mass produced stuff and they're not usually healthy when they come in. Yeah. And it's a hard, it's kind of hard to like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like you, you want animals that you can't get hold of, but on the other hand, you're getting these imported animals or these animals that have parasites and they're sick. And then your customers, if, if you decide to sell them as a shop, they're going to come to you when that animal dies. And you can't explain that you only had that animal for a couple of days before you sold it. And that it's not your fault. You have to take that responsibility. And we really hate being those people that are like, sales are final. So it's kind of hard to make a relationship with our customers by helping them get another animal and figure out what happened and also not having to take fault for what happened. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I've seen how animals come in, uh, in a big chain and, uh, and that's not, you want to say it's not the chain's fault, and it kind of is the chain's fault, but I mean, there's only so many large distributors that a place like that can get. They they can't go to a show like you can and, and handpick a healthy lizard right. or a healthy snake. They just can't. I mean, that's just, and, and for I people mean, to expect uh, them to is crazy. Our first show, we didn't know it was a thing either until our first show, which <laughs> Rick Tozer gave us unplanned a table. And that's how we actually got into doing shows is he was like, all right, well, y'all have a table at McQueenie. And... <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go. That we were like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's very much a just go get it. If you want it, you get it. Yep. If, you, if you're going to do it, do it. Um, and he's probably one of the ones that helped us with that personality of ours. Um, we just go. And then surprisingly, um, Suzette from SNS Exotics is one of our biggest supporters. Um, she helped us out wholeheartedly. She is so funny. And if we're ever in trouble, she's like she'll send us some animals she'll have us come down there and give us some really good deals on products and stuff but like during covid she really helped us out um ended up being someone we look up to but she is a hoot to take out with let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> um i know as far as like when maddie said the important thing for her is people know what they're talking about i had the uh the kind of the opposite thing happened to me. And I've talked about it before in here, when I worked at PetSmart, people would come in and assume because I worked at PetSmart that I didn't know what I was talking about. Even though my previous job was a reptile keeper at a zoo and I had a collection larger than anybody else coming into the store to buy anything. Uh, and so that was my, I had to fight that battle. I was like, no, like, listen to, you know, they want to buy a goldfish and put it in a bowl. I'm like, we can't put it in a bowl. You gotta do this. Well, right. I'm gonna do it anyways. Right. Okay. Uh, so that always drove me nuts. So that was one reason I couldn't, I, I couldn't do animal selling in a big box store long term because the whole mentality of having to sell drove me nuts so i'm gonna in i'm gonna interject here what because when i worked at PetSmart, i never really had that problem they changed so it could have also been it's your district, it's district manager no no, no 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 i never had that issue with customers not uh, wanting to listen so maybe it was your delivery no i'm good you've seen me i'm good with customers i'm a dick to people on a regular basis you, but when it comes to working my job i'm pretty good you are. You can put on a good, the problem a good is, smiley face. The problem is people have in their head what everything should be able to do. When you tell them that's not how it, it works. Comes down, it comes down to money, too. People come in with a – they're like, yeah. I'm going to get an animal. I have $100 to get this animal. So they come to get it. 
then you're like, okay, what are you putting it in? And they're like, oh. And you're like, so you need a tank. <clears throat> and you're going to need heat. And you're going to need a bowl for water. And then they're like, well, I brought $100. And I was like, you're going to need a different animal. Because yeah. they have this idea. Here's a beta. Like, and then what I get really upset about is no one goes into a, a store, a corporation, and goes, I have $150. What can I get? But they do it all the time to us because we're mom pop. They say, I have $150 and I want a ball python in a whole setup. And I'm like, uh, I, I can see what we have, what we can kind of make, but I'm not within that price limit. That's, you know, you also need to plan yeah. for feeders and you shouldn't come in with a minimum amount of money you're willing to spend on an animal. My favorite I wanted... also I don't want it to look, I want it to be a different color. <laughs> That's my favorite. I want it to be a different <laughs> oh. color. I'm like, well, oh my gosh. that was $150. Yeah, I wanted to rescue a chameleon, and James was like, chameleons are never free, even if it's a rescue. Absolutely. Think about, he was like, think about all the stuff we're going to have to get to go with it. And Obviously, I did not so, rescue the chameleon. Hey, I just got tagged in a post on Facebook. A guy opened a box from UPS today, and in his package is a leucistic rat snake. Like what? He didn't order a snake. Yeah. What? He just posted it in a local group. Does anybody know what this is? And I'm like, that's a leucistic oh, Texas rat. He's like, can you please nice. come get this? So I might be going to get a snake in a few minutes. Blessing. Uh, that's that's nice. hilarious. What, what, did he at least get what he was yeah. supposed to get in his package? Yeah, I hope so. They were like, like, no way that's it. wild. No way that's a wild No, a wild no. It, it's got, there's holes in the box and everything like it would be a shipping box, but a reptile shipping box, but there's no padding or anything, but. Yeah, on a side funny weird. note of a pet shop, I guess something maybe y'all didn't think of is the amount of people who bring us um native animals and sell them, try to sell them to us. In a in a funny note, they'll walk in, they're like, "Do y'all buy these?" And it'll be like a spiny tail lizard, or it will be <laughs> a lot of times a turtle. And I'm like, "No, we don't." <laughs> and I'd prefer if you put so, it back where you got it. Some friends of mine that own a shop here near us, they they get stuff abandoned on their front porch all the time. There'll be a box oh. and. She calls it Christmas. She opens it up. And she's like, "Oh, look! It's a it's a thirteen foot retic that happened a while back." And yeah, I, I think I a lot that. of bearded dragons. That happened. That has a lot, lot of bearded dragons. Yet. That would be nice. Yeah. Usually, it's just kittens. And thankfully, I work really close to a rescue, and she takes all of the cats. People dump so many kittens on us. We don't even do cats yeah. and dogs. We don't do either. <laughs> We had somebody drop off a dog in a box one time on our front porch. We came home from oh, school yeah, that day, right. and I was like, I called him and we from my it car. Like, it wasn't like we live like down the middle, down the road, at the end of the road. And they dropped it off and left. We were like right in the we're middle, in the of, middle the of a busy road in the city, and they're just like, "Hey, I, there's a random house." I called him and was like, "Hey, are you expecting a package?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "There's a big ass box on our porch," and he's like, "Who's it from?" I'm like, "I don't know." That was like a lab mix puppy in it there. It was like, yeah, I mean, oh. we, we rehomed it, obviously. But I was just like, who the fuck's going to put a dog on my porch? Anyways, back to my question. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then last thing Manny said was it's important that each store carries the necessary items uh, to take care of the animals the source sells, which I totally agree. That's one thing that drives me nuts with the big stores is they don't carry thermostats. Drives me fucking nuts that Pet <laughs> yep. Pet Smart doesn't carry a thermostat. Or, UV, or the correct UV lighting a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, but yes, but thermos, or, or you know, I just wish um, if there's one thing they could teach their employees, like one specific thing, it's gonna be in this this pet that is all your first lizard, your best lizard. They sell them as fast as they can. Is your bearded freaking dragons? I 
love bearded dragons, but the amount of MBDs I have come in because they were sold without yeah. MBD lighting because they do not understand the requirements is ungodly. I have had so many bearded dragons given to us, relinquished to us, rendered, whatever word you want to use. Um, and trying to explain to somebody when they get one and they're coming, they come to us and want to correct the setup, UVB is really hard. It's one of the hardest things for someone to wrap around their head. Yeah. So the bearded dragon that I have in my classroom actually was a rescue. A friend of ours that works for the, I always get this wrong, forest, forestry service. She had it in her office. She had rescued it, um, got her functioning. Her legs were working again. She was mobile. Uh, and I had wanted, I was contemplating a leopard gecko or a bearded dragon for my classroom. And she's like, well, hey, I have this one. Interaction could do her some well. I do have both now, but that's besides the point. Uh, but Jelly Bean came to live in the classroom, and she's doing great. See, I wish those big pet stores would push leopard geckos more. They're more forgiving. I love leopard geckos. A great the, pet I introduced to a lot of kids. Mine is it's a 10-gallon tank. It doesn't need the UV light. It can, I mean, it, it can survive without it. It's just such an easier thing. Uh, They're really like, hardy. Leopard geckos are yes. very hardy. I liked, uh, so I like this answer. Brendan Frisella gave three interesting <clears> answers <throat> of what he looks for when he goes into a pet shop. That I wouldn't have thought of. He checks the cleanliness and health of the feeders to get an idea of how I the rest of the shop is. I was actually about to mention that. Um, he says he figures if they're attentive towards the feeders, then they're definitely attentive towards the animals. That makes sense. Yeah, so, I could see that. So if the rats aren't covered in piss and shit, and you don't have a like an inch thick layer of dead crickets, and it I smells like death. I should probably clean out my super worm container. Oh god, I hate crickets; they smell so bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ironically, Robert and I were actually having a conversation about one of his new concoctions, which is a rack system for bugs. Because I want when people to walk in, so we gut load all of our bugs, all our mealworms and our superworms, our crickets are all on potatoes, carrots, water crystals until they go home with you. Because I believe when you go to those big stores, they tell you, oh, you can feed these to your, your animals and they're ready. But normally, they, they haven't eaten. These bugs are empty. They're not gut loaded. Yeah. They don't teach the customers right. what the, the importance of gut loading for your, your pets that you're feeding to. <clears throat> so I was talking to Robert because I really want his uh, rack system for my bugs so that all my bugs are nicely heated. They're in clean, sterile rack with uh, their food and everything. And then every time we get a new shipment of bugs, we clean out completely um, in between uh, each set, like especially crickets because of how bad they are, like dying and killing everyone else with yes. god-awful smell. And then our rats, our rat and mice, and let me tell you, it's so hard to get somebody who wants to clean rat and mice even for money. Um, we're in there every day, all day, feeding, cleaning, sorting um, our feeders <clears throat> so that they're well-fed, well-watered before they go. Um, you know, to their end. Do y'all do uh, aquatics? We did. So we are actually in the middle of getting rid of all of our fish because one of the things we stand by is knowing the quality of your animals and knowing your facts and your information. And we're both neither specialized in fish. So I hired somebody, but they couldn't put the time in to be here and do the fish stuff. Um, so we were actually getting out of the fish because I believe if we, you know, if we were going to do fish, I would need to go full heartedly into it and do it correctly. And we don't have the time to do it. Definitely. That's, I see. And, and that is something I can definitely appreciate because 
fish it drives me nuts how and reptiles get treated this way by the general public too but both get treated as disposable animals which i don't believe it's no animal is a disposable animal i don't care what the price tag is on it um, i agree obviously fish done properly are not cheap they're just they're not no. with the setup no. and everything done properly they're not a cheap animal um, and one thing Brandon also just said looks for, he checks the overall health of the aquarium cleanup crews, like snails and shrimps and things, things that are very sensitive to bad water and will die first. Um, and so I was like, that, that's also a good idea, but I understand getting rid of it. Like betas, a small shop that you could do betas, that'd be super easy. But uh, yeah. when you get to filters and, and large tanks. Betas aren't normally, you know, everybody in their idea has it that betas are like a, a bowl fish. And yeah. that's so hard to like get people out of that mindset. And then also, I, you know, what's really scary about fish is more than one goes in a tank, unlike re most reptiles. So when you yeah. have a sick reptile, you can quarantine it and you, you get it away from the others when needed. But fish, when one gets sick and if you don't notice it, everything in that tank can get sick. So if you're not careful what you send a home with a customer, you can kill a whole tank of people's fish um, just off of one bad fish. Oh, yeah. I had a beta fish for like seven years, and I was so sad when he passed away. I just love – oh, I can, I can always forget his name. The guy that does herp shows with the betas. Tony. Tony. He was there this weekend. He was there this weekend. I never got to go look at his table. We've gotten some betas from him, actually. They're he beautiful. Has, he has some oh. of the most amazing betas I've ever seen. It makes me like – but then I look at the price. I'm like, oh, $50. I'm like, wait a minute. I paid $600 for a snake. So, no, $50 for a beta probably is not horrible. <laughs> So, well, Alana and I uh, would be happy if, um, in our town, if a, an, an aquarium opened up. I would promote it. If another pet shop opened up, we did have one open up for like three-ish months, and then they left because COVID hit, and they didn't think Kerrville was enough to sell. Their animals were a little overpriced, and I just told them, like, our town, you know, is small, and it's close enough to San Antonio that if you wanted a better price, you could drive. It's not big enough for the two of us. Yeah. Well, well he, we're really friendly. So we wanted to actually be on a mutual ground of like, I would like to promote if there's another animal loving shop or something to be able to work with them. Just like at most expos, everybody tries to get along and help each other out. Um, so if an aquarium worked up, I would definitely help promoting like if you wanted to get fish and stuff, as long as they knew what they were doing and everything to go yeah. there. And I love fish. I've got a 55 gallon fish tank, but it's definitely, uh, you got to stay on top of it. Yeah, I have a moray eel in my a little saltwater hexagonal tank. That's cool. That's see, I, I can't do saltwater because I know what it takes for me to do saltwater the way I want to do it, oh my and gosh. I don't have that kind of money. Oh no! That, well, that's why you cheat and you just get something like an eel that doesn't like anything else, so you can only have no. one fish. So you know, I won't like a big like hundred gallon tank with a sump, and yeah, I can't do that. My, my 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 first hobby. Well, this and fishing are both too expensive. What? In my younger you days, I had a tank? seventy. I had, no, not yet. I had a seventy-five gallon saltwater. That was a. Uh, oh. It was a lot of work. A whole lot of work. That was before kids. Yeah, that that's not happening now. Way back then. Yeah. Because because you're old, we already had. He's not that old. <laughs> uh. Dominic DeFalco uh, said the first thing she looks for is clean, a clean uh, environment, no bedding and super dirty cages, no bedding all over the floor and dirty cages, uh, which the bedding on the floor always kills. I'm like, just a vacuum or a broom. Come on, guys. That's pretty easy to take care of. Yeah. 
but some shops don't do it. Says the person who has cocoa bedding all over the floor. It's not a pet store. Thank you very much. Lana oh. is uh, <laughs> really good at smell. So, like, I also don't like smell, but Lana is, like, huge. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, she, I she can smell any of the cages. She just, yeah, it's instant clean everything. When yeah. I when I came by the store, I, she she told me just the smell in the rat room is really strong. Don't don't you know? She wanted me to. I walked in and I'm like, this smells like every rat room I've ever been in. It's not bad at all. <laughs> uh, she she thought it was really bad and it wasn't. Yeah, I'll yeah, walk like in she, the house and I'm like, something off. pooped. Go find it. <laughs> I yep. think our first review when we first opened up in our old shop. Somebody literally left one word and it said, or no, two words, I guess. It said, it stinks on Google. And I was heartbroken because that was our first review. <laughs> and it, it surprised that we did it. Like, we, did, we didn't have any animals yet. We barely had anything. So it was kind of I understand funny. bad reviews. I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, they, they heard yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, sometimes you wonder, like, why couldn't you just tell us? Like, you know, what bothered you or did it, do you just not like animals? Like, you can't go into a pet shop and not expect to at least smell like animals. Right. But like if you go in my reptile yeah, room, you're probably gonna smell a big old dookie. One of the snakes, especially so, if I clean, took a big old shit and it's it's poop. What I don't oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to say the word. Absolutely. You can, always, say shit you, can't, you can't fucking cuss on oh here. Oh my gosh. You keep that shit <laughs> yourself. So before I was a teacher, I ran the education department at a zoo and at during our summer camps that was always on our um at the end of camp, they would surveys our evaluation forms. My brain like couldn't find the word, but always on one of the things that they would change, it was always it smells funny in the education building. The zoo smells like animals I'm for like, some reason. It's a fucking zoo. What do you expect? Just driving nuts at working at the zoo. So I'm what this place smells bad. I'm like animals are shitting everywhere. I don't know what you want us to do. I, like, I swear people would prefer it to smell like roses and incense, but in reality, you really can't do that because it's not healthy for animals and breathing in all those things. You got to be very diligent, especially with birds. Birds can't have that, you know, high like bleach or candles and stuff like that. So you really have to think about that when you're cleaning and everything. Oh, which I love. I have a bird uh, thing. Umbrella coffee. Oh no, no birds. No I can't light candles. We can't have a bird. Oh, no. <laughs> no birds are actually one of the few animals that I'm terribly afraid of. You'd fall I don't like birds. They... Mm, no. One of the... I don't, I... Go ahead. Birds scare me. No, go ahead. I was going to say one of the biggest things that the smells made me think of in our pet shop that we really aim is a lot of shops... I'm not going to say a lot. I don't, you know... When I was younger, I felt like it was a lot. But when you go into a pet shop, they're always trying to send you home with something, you know. Well, there's this animal, and it, for this much money, you know, we could do this and this and this. Alana and I are really big. And when you come into our shop, especially parents who go, we want to get our kid their first pet, we really explain what that animal is going to be like living with it. That is the biggest thing I think a lot of shops don't focus on because, of course, most people hate snakes when they're one of your cleanest, easiest animals to care for. But they're just like, I can't do a snake. So then they want like a guinea pig. And I love guinea pigs. Which but, is so much worse. But trying to explain to somebody, I'm like, so they eat this much, they shit this much, and their cage has to be cleaned out this often. And they're like, does it have to? I was like, well, you cannot clean it out. And when you decide <laughs> the smell's too bad, 
and the amount of guinea pigs that are like returned to us because they're like they just shit so much um they can never tell us we didn't tell them basically when they bring them back to us it's always a you were right and they usually hand them over for free this is the crazy part we did just recently a week ago had a lady who bought two rabbits from us and we are really big on our rabbits not being caged animals we really try to explain like free roaming with rabbits or a large um more open area because rabbits actually can be litter trained so like a cat they cat litter train um not with cat litter of course but like i hate seeing a rabbit in a tiny cage like it drives me nuts because you're talking about an animal that gets very large jumps around very playful um so we explained everything to her exactly how to care for them she spent like 200 plus dollars with these rabbits and gave them back to us with everything for free in a week Wow. One week. That was yeah, it. Yeah, they shit too much. Every time I see someone at Easter, like, I'm going to buy my kid a rabbit. Well, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, we don't sell rabbits like, during Easter, surprisingly. A week before and a week after Easter, we don't carry rabbits. Um, we also, That's awesome. What was the other holiday we didn't... That's like I know some pounds will not adopt out black cats around Halloween. Yeah, in the month Halloween, of October. Um, so we, when we do our rescue cats through our rescue lady, we allowed her to put a kennel here whenever she wants to put cats in here. It's all non-profit. It goes to uh, spaying and neutering um, strays. Um, black cats are not sold through the shop or they'll be put on hold during Easter because, you know, people are crazy. Oh. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Oh, and, you know, Easter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Halloween. But, like, that's the main thing we tell people. Like, people come in and they go, okay, we want a snake, but I don't want to feed live. And I, you know, we have to explain to them, well, it's up to the snake. We have a couple that choices that might, you know, be perfectly fine on Frozen. But there's no promises. Uh, you know, the snake's never going to not want to eat Frozen. That's just something you have to accept, you know, if you own, like, something like a snake. Um, so we try to talk to people and not, you know, we don't always make the sell. Um, we like them to actually think things through and really decide they want this because we want a long-time customer, not a one-time customer. You just did that today with the, the king snake. Yeah, I did. I had someone who come in and wanted a king snake from us. We have a really pretty full-grown adult female Cali king snake in the shop right now. Um, they wanted her, but they said that they don't like to get bit. And I was like, <laughs> A king snake's probably not your best option. They're like, well, she seems sweet because I was holding her. I was showing them. I was like, yeah, but they kind of just lose their mind occasionally. They get real crazy. I own king snakes. They're my type of snake. I very much enjoy them. I was like, but they're also not one that I wouldn't be surprised. My male Mexican black king snake bit me the other day just because he felt like it. Um, I say the other day. It was before brumation, so a couple months ago. Um, He just, like, looked at my hand, smelled it, and was like, I'm going to try to eat this. Um, yeah. So when I explained that to them, we, they ended up buying a baby ball python instead. They have an older ball python, and so they already know how to take care of them and the care for uh, that's repetitive still. Um, but anyways, I didn't make the sale on the more expensive snake because I knew they were going to have problems, and I was most likely going to get it back anyways than on the cheaper snake. So to Blonde yeah. and I, it's more important that the animals find hopefully a permanent home rather than to get that sell. Well, that, that was one problem I had working for uh, when I worked at PetSmart was uh, I was not good at I was not good at selling things to people they didn't need. Um, as someone who owns reptiles stuff, and I'm like, well, you could go do this, or you could go buy this and it's cheaper. I, I suck at that part. 
We do it literally all the time. We are horrible. Like, okay, so at pet or at uh, the dollar store, you can go get these bowls, <laughs> and there's this and that. Um, thankfully, our customers are like, no, I want the fancy stuff. And we're like, okay, good, that's good. <laughs> but they appreciate us for yeah. it. Um, one of our biggest things we sell, which is really funny, and this is Lana's doing, is you know those little critter keepers that nothing should ever yes. live in. We sell them as rat carriers because we brown bag our rats because we can't afford boxes for, you know, dollar mice and stuff to go home in. And people are like, they're chewing through the bag. And Lana's like, well, I have a $15 critter keeper you can have. And they're like, I'll take it. So we sell critter keepers nonstop so people can take rodents home. What you need to do is get you some, uh, some like stickers or something and slap them on there and make them branded for your, your shop. And that's just their thing they bring back and forth every time they get rats? Yeah, they try to. Sometimes they forget it, and I've actually had someone buy another Critter Keeper just so that it wasn't in the brown bag in their vehicle. They just have a stack of Critter Keepers at their house? Yeah, slowly but surely. A um, couple other things I saw, and like I said, all these are really repetitive. Uh, Travis Wyman said that the animal's properly hydrated, no stuck sheds. I can't stand going in and seeing like a, a snake with stuck shed all over it when... All they would have to do is take it off the floor, soak it for a little bit, help it out, and put it back on the floor. Like That drives me nuts. Yep. Lon and I do a lot of um, animal on hold or quarantine or do not disturb when they're doing their sheds and stuff. And we don't allow people to mess with that animal. Like, we give it its time and privacy to go through what it needs to go through. Yeah. Or, you know, rabbits drink out of water bowls, not bottles. People do not. It's our have big, that. Yeah, it's one of our it's, biggest things because they can drink out of a bottle, but technically they put their lower jaw in water and they actually gulp water. They don't actually I like. I know that. Suck water. Yeah, it, it's a weird fact. And so rabbits never will never be fully hydrated on a bottle ever. My experience with rabbits is usually not live. Yeah, I raised. Yeah, feeders. <laughs> I raised thousands of rabbits growing up for uh, 4-H, and I never knew that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just a weird. It's a weird thing that you learn as you actually start deep diving deep into like the correct care of animals. Um, like my first rabbit as a kid or my only rabbit I ever had lived in a very small cage with a water bottle and it probably lasted a month before it started biting the crap out of me and we returned it. Now that I'm an adult, I was like, Oh, it hated me <laughs> because it lived in a small cage with a bottle and all of its hay and poop right there. So that's the thing about like, so rabbits, I have a friend who actually, both her rabbits sleep in her bed at night. They're fully litter trained. They I run a two-story house. Can't do that. That's so weird um, to me. It's hard to imagine. So they actually run with her. They sit on the couch. They watch TV. They go, they sleep in the bed with her, and they use their litter box completely. Like, but nobody would know that without actually understanding or being taught it, because we don't see rabbits that yeah. way. That's weird. I, I, I say it's weird because like, it's not my it's not my wheelhouse, so it just seems weird. Although, I, as I look over at all of my snake cages and racks, that's weird to people. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, looking through these, I'm not going to read through everyone because it seems the number one thing everybody put is cleanliness. Uh, is what they look for in a pet shop. Then, next was health of animals and then knowledgeable staff. That seems to be on everybody's list of what, in some way, shape, or form, that's what they wanted. And and those are probably the three best things in a pet store is, you know, cleanliness, health of animals, yeah. and staff. I think one of the hardest part about cleanliness is going to be poop. 
Yeah. We can completely yeah. clean a cage and it looked literally fabulous. And I'm like, that animal looks so good in there. And then come back an hour later and they took a big old shit in their water bowl. And I'm like, why? Why did you do that? <laughs> like, because they secretly hate us. Every time we change them out. <laughs> <clears throat> but that was our, so that was our question for the week. Uh, which is interesting. Like I said, it, it really, to see that it all kind of focused down, there were a lot of answers all focused down to the same three answers for everybody. Um, was interesting. But those were probably my three answers too If I, when I was thinking about what answers I would want for that. Uh, yeah. Cleanliness is a big thing. Like I said, all pet, stop, pet stores are going to have a smell. But we know what like dirty smell is and just animal smell is. Like There's, there's a difference. So... Uh, it's going through. We had a, we had a lot of stuff on our Facebook page, our Facebook group. We've had a lot of people posting stuff all week, and it's really awesome. Yeah, uh, I was excited. So one thing I want, Lavissa apply. Uh, she applied for college at age twenty seven. So I wanted to tell Lavissa good luck with that. She's still waiting. We talked about it a little last night. Did you? She's still waiting to hear back. So hopefully, she's heard something by now. That's just terrifying to me to apply to college right now. I don't know. <laughs> you'll, you'll run a whole pet shop and yeah. be scared of college? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been to college, but I'll run a pet shop. <laughs> Let me go ahead and risk losing all my money and having nowhere to live. But college? Hell no. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what I would want to do is the problem. <laughs> run a pet shop. Run a pet run a pet shop. Major in business. But they, you don't, oh, have, to ma- so the problem, you don't have to major in business to run a business. I, I know way. I know more successful entrepreneurs that don't even didn't even graduate high school than I do successful entrepreneurs with master's degrees. Sorry, think, James. I'm, Booyah! I don't care. Sorry, that was my that was <laughs> I, overly loud, I, excited moment. I didn't pay for any college. Shut your mouth! Nobody cares how smart you are. <laughs> so just like one damn point was all I needed. I mean, I'm just saying, but uh. No, I think, like, I think, I think, maybe not agree. I think money management courses may be better for people than if you're going to have a business. Yeah, because Lord knows they don't teach you that in high school. No, no, uh, no, not at all. They also don't teach you about taxes and all the other things. No, nope. I would like someone to have taught me about the stock market. I, you know, I've become more I interested all the time. I've become more all interested in that in the last like couple months and. Yeah. Today was a good day. My stocks, everything was way up today. So what I'm getting is Robert's going to teach us about the stock market. I was just right. about to say, next show, Robert's sure. teaching us that. I, See, that's if y'all why... saw me look, if y'all saw me looking at my phone about 20 minutes ago, I was on a Meritrade selling stocks that went up today. Nice. <laughs> uh, next thing, oh, I shared a picture I found in another group that I thought was a really cool repurposed way of making a cage. It was a trash can, and they cut a hole in the front and put a plexiglass front on it. So it was like uh, like a, a big, tall, like wheel it to the road trash can, um, and they turned it into a cage for a it was like an emerald or a green tree. I can't tell from this far away, but I think it's a green tree for a green tree. Did you really just say a big, tall wheel it to the road yeah, trash can? A big, tall. You couldn't wheel- just say like a fifty-five gallon trash can. Well, they're not all fifty-five gallons. <laughs> but we would have known what not you everybody meant. Would have known. Everyone knows the big wheel it to the road trash can. <laughs> I just love that. That's your description. I'm actually over here thinking how smart that is. It is brilliant. And the, the photograph looks. I was like, instead of putting the plexi, like make it a door and like stack the trash cans up. I was like, you could get quite a bit yeah. there. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty cool setup. 
yeah, I, I like it's and it's great for like holding humidity because they've got a high humidity animal in there. It's that was really just a cool idea. Um, oh, Scott Borden had a new article coming, and Scott Borden had posted about this before. It was an article they are a blog he did on respiratory infections, but he mentions and something he had mentioned on a previous episode, something where he answered, uh, he had a snake get a respiratory infection from like a cut in its mouth, and then he had to nurse it back to health. But that was a really good. If anybody wants to see. Uh, he talks about the importance of going to vets and the importance of if you have this animal, having to take care of it, which uh, this past year is the first time I've really spent a large chunk of money on an animal. And it's definitely, I mean, it's the right thing to do. Uh, also, you, like when you take an animal to a vet and they tell you you're going to have to do a culture to see what, you know, about the infection or something, do that. Because he talked about it here. Had he not done the culture and just gone the old way of giving it Batril or whatever, like everybody else does, uh, the snake would have died because the infection it had actually was resistant to Batril. Uh, so it was only worked, only one type of uh, antibiotic would have worked on it. So it was a really good read about uh, the issues he had and that people need to really think about having a vet lined up. And even if you have to drive, a, we drove three hours to a vet or two hours. Two and yeah, a half I thought that the importance of a vet who specializes in what you do. Yeah. We actually went to Louisiana State University because they have an amazing vet school and the vet at that school. Well, yeah, they have a vet school and they have a vet clinic attached to the school. Right. And so the vet that we saw specialized in reptiles, which was really awesome. Unfortunately, it was about a month after everything in our state shut down. So not only were we in Baton Rouge for the entire day with nothing to do, we couldn't go anywhere because everything was closed and all the buildings yeah, we were went, closed. We went and stared at Mike the Tiger we, uh, a lot. We parked outside of Mike the Tiger's enclosure, and about every hour, James would make me get out of the car and walk around because he knew my if, sugar levels would go crazy. If anybody has never seen Mike the Tiger's enclosure at LSU, I don't ever want to hear anybody bitch about how <laughs> tigers shouldn't be kept in captivity. Holy shit, that tiger is spoiled. Living life large. That exhibit is insane. It has its own vet staff. Huge exhibit. It's amazing. Plus, all the tigers there at LSU are rescues. Whenever they get a new tiger, it's a rescue. Because Robert's damn state has more tigers than the wild does. Allegedly. I know somebody that just added one. It's not, hey, it's not just Robert's state. We all know. It's their state, too. Yeah, all y'all Texans. All the Texans. All y'all Texans. Uh, Never mind. I'll go there later. And then Travis Wyman posted a uh, article: the convergent evolution of pain-inducing defensive venom components and spinning cobras. Here's what I want to know, though. Scroll up just a smidge. He's posted it and said, "Since everyone wants to pick on me, so I'm wondering if he only posted it because we had already called him out because we posted stuff before him, or did he really?" Yeah, see apparently there's a battle to try and get shit posted before <laughs> before Travis posts an article. I started drama and didn't realize it. <laughs> He's like, I posted something before you, Travis. You suck. Uh, I felt important. I did not say he sucked. You said it. I heard it. Dude. Travis, she said it. I, I heard it. I did not. She said you suck. I love you, Travis, though. Look, I'm the one that got good pretzels. And then uh, Brandon Milchamp got in on it. He posted an he article did. about the little tiny uh, gecko or uh, chameleon before Travis could uh, do it. Although Travis did end up posting an article about the chameleon's uh, penis. Yeah. That little tiny chameleon has a giant penis. It's ridiculous. Huge giant penis. in relation to the size of its body, or yes. as like but, compared but, to <laughs> a, an elephant, its body. And, and the article was uh, part. Of the paper on it was written by Mike Schertz, who is on the or well, I don't, I haven't watched it in a while, but the Squawmates podcast. Uh, but 
they said that the reasoning for having such a large penis is most likely because the females are larger, and uh, they gotta compensate. So. Oh, I'm just gonna leave that alone. <laughs> oh, good job! I'm so proud of you. So, <laughs> so last week we talked about a certain YouTube video that bashed reptile yes. shows and how full shit it was. And then a a video came out a day or two afterwards in rebuttal from our buddy over at Wiccans Wicked Reptiles. Adam Wiccans at Wiccans Wicked Reptiles put one out. Reptile Expo's the good side, and he tells you all the great things and basically tells you how much uh, how how this one person was wrong on everything he said. Uh, but I definitely suggest seeing why Reptile Expos and shows are not terrible um, from Adam Wiccans on Wiccans Wicked Reptiles. I liked it. It, it was it was great timing. Yeah. Uh, so he, he actually tagged at Go Herping in the video yeah. and tried to get him to comment, and he never did. But some of his fans did. But a majority of the com- I was just sitting here reading the comments. They were uh, very overwhelmingly supporting Adam. Good. That's As awesome. They the so, no harping video. This was very extreme. Yes, yeah. and and full of just misinformation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because did I you mean, know I, that we're all convicted felons? I mean, all I, of us. So many. There's so many of us. I, I mean, and yet I don't remember we getting convicted. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he was a felon. I could, go, being convicted. <laughs> I could go back to being a cop tomorrow if I wanted to, but you know. I was say, I don't think I was allowed to vote then. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've never been in jail or anything i've never looked down and and found tons of animals under my table right i'm not saying animals don't get out of the show once or twice but they're not running around the show oh yeah it's not like oh no i had to jump over a lizard well you know know, he made it sound like there's just frogs and lizards just chilling all over the floor i mean crickets maybe crickets get everywhere or if you're next (laughs) to that damn roach table i will never be next to that roach table that anyone who spent money on their animals isn't gonna we're not just gonna be letting these animals that cost us money loose yeah right, right. we've put too much time and effort into these things but, but like i get it some get out here then but that's because if you think about the number of reptiles that are in that building the odds say one or two are going to escape it would be any animal it could yeah, be an entire place full of dogs a dog is going to get out so Oh, I also posted a video from uh, a, a a little known uh, rack builder, Lone Star Reptile Racks, uh, cutting out deli cup displays. Yep, which was turned out to be a failure. Um, oh no! They're, they're too close together. The cup. It was. This was literally me just guessing because I didn't have a four inch deli cup to measure, um, and it was a piece of scrap. So they're a little bit too close. I, I put a half inch gap between them. Um, I let Noah, I let Noah from Peachy Exotics use it Saturday. He brought it back to me Sunday, and he's like, "It's great. We just need to make more space because every time I pick one up, it opens up the cup next to it." So, so you didn't think to, I don't know, call people that you know and ask them, "Hey, measure this for me." You know, John Grant did it for me. I said your name, John. I waited a forty, an hour and three minutes before you said John Grant's name this time. Yeah. Um, I almost said it earlier when y'all talked about the uh, rack for dubias. I was going to give him credit for that one. Yeah, because that was 100% his uh, his idea. Um, he did measure it, but I'd already cut it by that point. So, like I said, this was a piece of scrap, and it worked out. So, I've already drawn one, and then I had another vendor 
um, asking me for one for the bigger uh, six or eight or whatever they are. So we measured it out, and it'll be able to hold 20 of those. So I'm going to cut it out before Corpus to take to him so he can check it out. But I'm going to actually put folding legs and make a little case for it to carry it in and be hopefully fancy. sell a ton of them. Yeah. That's cool. Fancy. So, uh, for those of you that are curious, down the pipe. our, our friend JT, John Grant, he, um, don't, don't say his name too much. He said that we mentioned his name, I think seven or eight times in the last That's podcast. That's how sad his life is. He's sitting there counting. You know why he has that much time? Because the man doesn't have internet. <laughs> it's We're working. We are working on and ways. he doesn't have internet. We are working on ways that he can still come on the podcast. And it's not like he's an old man. He's like. No, he's like 25, 26. Yeah. Hey, good for him for not being 27, 27. connected to the man all the time. He runs a business. Internet would be handy. I think he has internet at the shop. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not even gonna say his name anymore. John Green. I'm not saying your I'm not saying your name. He who John must Green. not be named. <laughs> he's sitting there counting it right now. And now he's laughing even harder because I just made a Harry Potter reference to him. Yep. Uh so also yep. looking on our on our Facebook uh group page. Uh, Ryan Gosselaar posted a really cool video of marine iguanas. That's who I'm coming after this week. I'm going to find cool videos to post before he does it. The, the <laughs> I, I love marine iguanas. Marine iguanas are really cool looking. I want to go see them in person. But it was them eating seaweed or going after seaweed, so that was cool. Oh, also Brandon Milchant posted about a package that I'm getting at some point this week. So uh, help me God, I don't know what's in it. That so Brandon Milchant, if nobody knows, he he hosts the herpet, the Canadian Herpetoculture podcast. And forever ago, I mean, it was. It was uh, when he was a guest on your podcast. Yeah, I wanted. I was like two All, all I wanted was maple syrup. That's all I wanted. He's Canadian. I want maple syrup. Apparently, I'm getting a whole slew of stuff, and my daughter's getting like craft time. I don't I know say, what. He's like, there's stuff for Josephine in the box. I'm like, what the hell, man? Oh, oh okay. So this this reminded me of uh, when you were talking about people coming in talking about. I came with 150 bucks. So Tra- Travis posted a meme. It's Batman slapping Robin. It's Robin saying, what is your lowest price on? And then Batman slapping him. You're in the wrong hobby. Uh, yeah. Do you guys get that at the store a lot? I'm about to ask that question. Well, what gets to me is when it's on dry goods. Like things like, like I get am- – I'm going to move him I'm away like- from the microphone. So that I can go- <laughs> I got unplugged. Oh, he got unplugged. So sad. Do you guys have people <laughs> – <laughs> See, I, I this is a lot more fun with video, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I'm enjoying this. Y'all get to see our shenanigans. Anyway, hey, there's Lily. No, I was talking. I was talking, and you jumped in originally. <laughs> I find it more entertaining. I like when they come in; they want it on dry goods, things that have a set price. Like you, you didn't produce; like it came from a place, and they it charged you so much. And that's the one that gets me. How often do you have like, hey, what what's the lowest you can do on this tank? Uh, I guess we might. I don't really think we have anyone for dry goods. Maybe used tanks. Well, no, it's because I set. So I set that up because I worked at Pet Supplies. We mostly Amazon match because I, if I hear one more time, well, I can get this online. I will be the Batman that slaps the Robin. Um, <laughs> Ask Robert what his response is to that. Uh, sorry, one more time. Response <laughs> to what? When someone says I can get it cheaper somewhere else, I say go buy it. We, we and then always, come to me when they, you need to, yeah. They, when they say I can get this online for cheaper, I was like, okay, order it. I don't know why you're arguing with me. Like, we we got what we had to get. I price match. 
with pet supplies and I price match with Amazon so that we are right there. So if you want it right now while you're in the store, it's worth the price. And if you want to order it, you can go order it. I had people when I worked at PetSmart that would come in and ask me what's the lowest I can do on something. I'm like, this isn't a flea market. See, that surprises me. I just assumed they never did that at a PetSmart. Like, I would never. I would never go in the grocery store, grab a loaf of bread, and go, what the deal you can make for this bread? (laughs) (laughs) Who's I buy for? Right? I can get this bread for $5 somewhere else. What kind of bread are you buying? The fancy for, bread with all the seeds on the stuff you like. Five dollars. The shit you like that we never buy because it's expensive. I, it's not five dollars. It's like four something. That's too much for bread. But I still can't. I always it. round up. So it I'm, runs I'm, my. I'm, I'm that person. Like my husband's like, how much is that? I'm like five, and he'll look at it. He's like, it's four twenty. I was like, five. It's five dollars. <laughs> if you plan for five, then you have money left over. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing that we I get plan. is we do a lot of used tanks, and so they're a dollar per gallon. And somebody will come in, and they'll be like, oh well, no. It's a little dirty. I'm just going to go to the other one and get a brand new one. And so they'll leave. Effing clean it, they'll guys. Leave, come on. And then they'll come back and be like, yeah, those are really expensive. Uh, where was that tank you said for a dollar per gallon? No, that's happened so many times. Be like, it's sold. Like, on a Sorry. gallon. Because like, we got to the point where people are dumping tanks on us so fast that we can't clean them. So we, we put them on a rack outside, undercover, flipped over. And when we get out there, we kind of can rinse them. Um, but we tell people, take them home. You need to disinfect them and clean them. But they are a dollar a gallon. And they're like, oh, we'll just go We'll just go get a 10-gallon. And they literally come back. They're like, that was like $60. And I was like, did you get it? They're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, so do you want the used one? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm just like, reptiles are not the hobby if you're cheap. They're not. It's and just, that's it's just not the hobby. Animals, animals, animals like, in general. Not to do correctly. We, okay, here's our biggest one. Hamsters. Jesus. Hamsters. They're like, I want to get my kid a hamster and everything for it. They usually come out around 80 plus dollars. Um, and they're like, well, what's so expensive? And I was like, uh, the water bowl, the substrate, the tank, everything. the hide, the food, the hamster. And they're like, can you subtract any of it? I was like, uh the, no I'll, the hamster i will subtract oh, the my, hamster. You know, i might be able to take the hideout but i feel like that's kind of rude Here, here's an empty cage hope your kid enjoys this shit go on oh and i always tell people because they don't realize uh, hamsters need more like technically yeah. technically hamsters need like a 40 gallon they need to be able to run and they always want to get those colored things, the tubes and everything like that. And they think it's great. But those are absolutely wretched for your hamsters. And they end up filled with piss yeah, well, they smell horrible. The problem is, is, yes, if you get them big enough, they're cool because it gives them lots of places to run around. Those things are awful to clean. Well, the problem is hamsters like to run without turning. Like, they yeah. want to run. So the tubes don't actually involve running, if you think about it. Like, are you going to run through, like, when you would go into Mr. – what was that old freaking Chuck E. Cheese as a kid? Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to go fast. And you, like, you know, hit your head trying to get around the corners. And the, you can't play tag in those things very well. That's the hamster. They're not going to really run through tubing. They're going to crawl through tubing and walk. They enjoy running and scavenging. Um, so, yeah, we do sell a lot of hamsters with 10 gallons. But if you want to get into proper care, because people are really snobby when it comes to reptiles, if you want to technically do proper care on a hamster, you almost need a 40 gallon to give it what it's. What do people like to put on like on the on the web the the, like, the snake websites and stuff? They're like the exact dimensions. I love when people do that. <laughs> the minimum uh, requirement. Your, your cage isn't the minimum requirement or the exact dimensions. I see that all the time. 
So people. Anyways. That's like Tubbs. Everybody argues about, you know, Tubbs because like we, oh, yeah. we do keep our ball pythons and Tubbs here. You're horrible. So that they have something. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. And you know, they're like, they hell. can't climb. And I was like, well, <laughs> honestly, that you know, they they don't really like it. They're like, mine climb all the time. I was like, they can. They can. But while they're sitting here, they're in a nice dark area. They don't get yeah, look at him. Like, Shame. Look at those racks. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sitting next to a big old rack. Yeah, I am. Wait, what? Yeah, okay. And then a lot of people like get their whole setup, and they're like, "My ball python never comes out of its hide." And I was like, "That's what they like to do." <laughs> My ball python's being a ball python. How dare it? How dare it? Uh, Travis posted a really cool thing. It was from a 2019 exhibit in Mac- at Marwell Wildlife in Winchester, UK. It was these giant dinosaur lego displays like oh i'd have 20, i would love to see that 26 foot tyrannosaurus rex out of legos out of legos out of legos there's a, would be impressed. there's a triceratops there's a i mean there's a bunch of them uh it's really amazing if you may want to see that it's over on our on our discussion group page on facebook it's but absolutely outstanding i can't it's insane it reminds me um uh, we were at the national zoo in dc one summer and they had these gorgeous sculptures that were all made out of trash. What are you looking at? Um. Oh. I, oh, you're like looking at the screen and then like like I spaced out for a moment. Um. <laughs> you went somewhere. <laughs> I did in my head. I don't even know. She's um, watching us drink they water. Were, they were. Ooh. I'm actually fixing to go get. It's my, better if you do it out of a bowl. I hear. It made me think I was. It, it made me realize I was thirsty. Oh. Um, but it, it, like just to see the stuff that people can create is it's insane. Uh, Tra- Travis got really busy on here. The, he he made up for Travis. Shit. So he posted uh, this Tua- is what I uh an article on Tuataras. Uh, the extra set of jeans may help them tolerate cold. If anybody doesn't know what a Tuatara is, it's not a lizard. It's a reptile that no one talks about in order rhynchocephalia because I teach that. In- in class, I didn't understand anything. Rhynchocephalia. It's it's there's only like two in that order. It right needs now. a common name. Tuataras. Okay, there That's we a go. Common name. That's all I need to know. But it's got an order, just like it's no. how it's classified. No, that was your science moment for the day. But uh, <laughs> it's already gone. But the group, that group of reptiles, have been around since dinosaurs. Like everybody thinks, like crocodiles are dinosaurs, but no, Tuataras have been around since dinosaurs. Uh, they're really awesome. So. I thought that was cool. And then uh, he also posted a thing about Diego the tortoise. Had so much sex, he saved his entire species. Yeah. And it's a Galapagos tortoise that boned until he brought back his species. Nice. So. I actually had a question for Robert. So, Just curious. I uh, guess it could be anybody. How often do you have people try to sell you back your um, rack systems well, at I full have, price? Um, I have seen people post them for sale for more than they paid for them on some of the Facebook groups. So something as a pet shop that really irks me, and I'm curious about what people's like um, input will be on this. When you spend, let's just round it like 200 on, let's say a snake and setup, and you bring it back to me because you don't want it anymore. You don't have the time for it. And you say you want 200. And I look at you and I'm like, well, I don't know what care it's been in. Now everything's used. You've opened up everything. 
Um, it's always a really awkward situation Lon and I are put into because they expect that $200. And I'm curious about like what you do if someone like try to sell you your rack back. <laughs> Just uh, explain it to them. They don't, they don't, they're not going to buy a car, leave the lot, come back six months later and get the same money they spent on the car. Well, for me, the first thing I'm going to tell them is if you bring a rat back to me that's had animals in it, I'm throwing all those tubs away and getting new tubs. Because I don't know. I usually tell people if they anything want about your more money for it, they need to go post it somewhere themselves. Yep, we're I'm very honest. Pay that much. Yep. I've had people um, before they get rid of a snake that I sold them. They had to get rid of something. I have had a couple of people contact me, ask me if I wanted it back. Uh, either they're going to give it to me, or I, I, they charge me less. I haven't had been asked for the same or more. Yeah, it's not. Uh, and I'm like, no, I, I appreciate the offer. Like, they definitely come in, they're like, well, I paid this much. And I just look at them, and I'm like, okay. Like, I just would never contact any of the people I bought animals from if I was going to sell it to be like, will you buy this back, and will you buy it at full price that I bought it at? Like, the only time I want someone I mean, to I appreciate them is if they bought, me, like, bought a female snake from me, and it is now an adult. I'd be like, ooh, what do you want for it? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the offer of either giving it back to me or selling it back to me at a much cheaper price. I, I appreciate the offer, right. um, but I definitely at the same price or more is ridiculous. Um, oh, there was another article that Travis posted about crazy Pentecostals. And if any Pentecostals are listening right now, uh, if you don't handle snakes, I'm going to talk about you. But the crazy mountain folk Pentecostals that handle snakes. I feel like we need to put a disclaimer on this episode. I didn't get a chance to to read all the article because National Geographic wanted me to sign up for it. But uh, I didn't. Need, I didn't. I didn't need to read it to know that they're crazy. I, I don't care what your mystical book tells you to do. It does not tell you to go around dancing with rattlesnakes. I like what Sean Gray posted about bingo at herb shows for the vendors. That, so that was my okay. So that was my idea for ever going. I just have not made it a thing yet. Uh, I wanted to start a bingo, a uh, vendor bingo, and I've got, I've got to just do it. I've got, to, I've got to figure out. Maybe anyway, we'll listen. Take it to Brian no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to. Our next question is going to be, what should be on the vent on a reptile show bingo card, so I can get a whole list of options. I mean, I've got some really good ones in my head, but I need a whole list of options. Uh. You know, girl with cat ears. Yeah. How many times? Bump her up the butt like this weekend. Her naked pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the naked pants. Naked. Yep. It's not naked. Naked. It's naked. N e k k i d. You have to say it correctly. Oh. Yes, but I'm going to make that, and we're going to make cards, and we're going to hand them out at Herb shows. We'll all put in like a dollar or something. The winner takes the a, a snake that's priced over. Four thousand well, dollars. That's not hard. Go to a ball pipe on table. Done. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> also, Travis posted a, a "What is this turtle?" post. Like the, who the I don't know. It's a so Lavissa and I were quite little smartasses in his replies to this though, and she beat me to it. I'm not gonna lie. I love. Yeah, Travis. y'all's answer was a turtle. It was. Which was not wrong. It was not. It was not but right, but it was not wrong. Wanted. Um. And then I scrolled too far. I did scroll. I want to go to this one. Bless and then oh, I closed it. Why did I close it? Oh, so we I, we officially named our segment where we ask y'all every week what uh, what you want us to talk about. Thanks to Riley. Uh, Riley gave us we had we had a couple of options, and, and Riley's just fit so well. And it yep. is the weekly WTF, <laughs> uh, where we it just ask 
We ask whatever you've seen on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I even put Herpt Culture Magazine on that little thing. And anywhere, any reptile-related thing you've seen for people to tag on this post every week. And I will make sure I'm going to try to set it up as a weekly thing to post by itself. i got to figure out how that works. But I will do that. Oh, I know how to do that. Well, good. Then you're going to figure out how it works. Okay. Why did I close it? I didn't close it again. It closed itself. All right. So some of the things we had on here. Lance, okay, this one got me. Lance Kirkman said, why do breeders think they need sponsors? Um, I didn't know breeders were looking for sponsors. Well, and then why did the up and coming why do the up and coming demand sponsors? But I got to think. Is it like for is it like for podcasts and like No, it's just YouTube? It's just breeders. He just said for breeders. But so I, I read this before getting Someone in the shower last night. I do some of my best thinking in the shower. Oh my god. I thought of the future of the hobby. And this right here is the future of the hobby. So I need y'all just just stick with me for a minute. I've got an idea. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. What Hold if, my beard. What if, <laughs> yeah. what if breeders started crowdsourcing animals? So say I want wait, a wait, certain wait. what is crowdsourcing? People pay you to help you buy something. Okay. And then they get something in return. Okay. It's gonna work. This is how it works. So Morph Market could get on this. They could it could be an option on there. If someone goes, I want to try and crowdsource this animal, it gets moved from the regular board to the crowdsource board under their name. And then what happens is people will send you money towards that animal. Depending on what percentage they send you of the total cost, there's certain levels. So you get that animal, and it's kind of like gambling. Now that you have paid somebody, say, 50 bucks towards a ball python, they get that ball python, and in three years they're going to breed it. Your 50 bucks gets you a certain percentage off of a baby out of that clutch. Or if you give enough, you get picked, like, not pick of the litter, but you get a but baby. But yeah, if you, if you send, the more you send, the more percentage you get off. So you could end up getting a more expensive snake in the end for much less because they're going to put together a combo. Now it's gambling because that snake could die in the three years. So tough shit. If it and dies, point, you're, out of luck. If you're out. The person that died on them, you gambled on the wrong breeder. So Don't it, call it a gamble, though, because that's illegal. <laughs> we'll figure out something but so you have to research your breeders find the breeders you trust and find the, the projects they're working on and it could be a new it could be a new entertaining way of getting into projects that you can't afford so like well i am not, curious what does he mean by sponsors like i don't I like know, but your, my idea, I like your idea but i'm confused i don't know what breeder what sponsors breeders are well, we asked him like what he was talking about, like what answer. do you mean, and he hasn't answered back yet. So, but my idea okay. is is great, and if anybody wants I to take think it, every see, one of your ideas is because it is. So, if Morph Market's listening, because I know they've got to be listening, because we're huge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you, you move it over to the the crowdsourcing page, and if the guy doesn't meet his money requirements in however many days, it goes back for sale on the regular page. So there's um oh there's a website that kind of does this minus the crowdsourcing. But uh, for teachers, uh, yeah, so it's like GoFundMe, but it's not GoFundMe. But it's, it's, the same, it's the same basic principle as GoFundMe, but you don't get a return if the animal dies. Like you, you risk it. You risk this person's going to raise it, biscuit. raise it up. But they could take this three gene animal and breed it to another three gene animal and make a six gene animal, and all of a sudden you're getting a baby from that. And it's worth more than what you had originally bought. But what if you have like fifty people that put into this crowdsourcing thing? It, it cuts it cuts off when it hits the, the price of the snake. As soon as it hits the price of the snake, yeah, that's but, it. But what's she what saying? What if 50 people put in like $2? Okay, so I got a, I had a plan for that one. Of course he does. The order in which they put in, uh -huh. also the amount. Obviously, the people that put in the most amount 
go to the top of the list. And then it goes by order. So you are now in line for future clutches. You may be uh, like three or four clutches in. It may be a while before you get a return on this. The so you fact be that I'm following this and I understand it is terrifying to me. Is it not an amazing idea? Robert's like, it's not. Is it You're wrong, Robert. It, would be so, it sounds it would, like a clusterfuck, James. The look no, on Robert's face. It would be like, so entertaining to go like, just yeah, shut up. I'll put $20 towards that. And then you could even take a better gamble. If someone wants to buy there, a... There you go with that word again. Whatever yeah. I call it. Uh, risk. <laughs> I don't but if someone wants to buy a breeding size snake, which means you're going to get your return sooner. So that's a quick return investment instead of a long-term investment. Yeah. So... You put it in on a breeding size animal, they're going to breed it that season, and you get a pick right away. So there's a, that option too. Not everything has to be for a baby. It could be for a breeding size female. How do you verify whatever. that they're breeders? Like, what, what is, if it's just a person wanting to buy something? You'd have to do your research. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's up it's to you. It's like kind of you, like when it's you the stock market, but for snakes. When you spend money on things, and yeah, you, you're not. That's why you're gonna have to be careful. You gotta, you've got to put money behind good breeders. You're not gonna put. So we always talk about letting your money uh, do the talking. This is one of those moments where people's money will do the talking. You know, someone who has a bad uh, rep in the hobby is not gonna get a lot of people investing in their money and their snakes. I'm just telling you, it's a great idea. I don't care what y'all say. Someone's I, out there's gonna do it. And, and then I'm gonna lose hundreds money. of people. Hundreds, hundreds. I don't want to cut in this if you do it. You, yeah, I do, do want to cut. Morph Market, if I see this shit on your website, I'm suing you. Hey, you've got a lawyer in your back pocket. I do. I'm going to call up Corey. <laughs> we're coming for you. But I'm just saying, I, I, there's snakes that I want. I would gladly crowdsource that out to be able to get the female. And yeah, the first litter, I, I'd sell for cheap. But I have a ton of litters after that to make that up. So let's talk about Sean Gray's response to this. To which one? Because I, I want to talk about, this is something that, that bothers me. This, and this maybe- was... This was our okay. This is on the this is on the weekly. That's what what the fuck? About. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Sean Gray posted reptile chicks that wear shorts to reptile shows with their asses. That's hanging. what he wanted to talk about. Let's talk about right. So this, here's my thing. But they weren't shorts. It was a romper. Uh, well, the one girl the week before had blue jeans on, and we all and saw her whole, butt cheek. That was a whole straightener pants. You could see her ass crack. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to like hold your lips closed for a minute because I need you to not. That's talk. the same thing for that chick. She needed to hold. Ah, oh my god. <laughs> Word choices. <laughs> Go. Cover your Damn. mouth for just a minute. I need you not to talk. Okay. This is something that bothers me. And I really think, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a prude, but maybe I am. If you leave your house dressed a certain way, I don't care what you say. You cannot tell me that you don't want people to look at you. But at some point, but do I also on. get to touch? Because like I no. feel like she wanted me to touch also. No. Okay. And and here's the thing. And I'm I'm gonna say this as a woman because I feel like when guys bring this up, and and I'm probably gonna get like brutally attacked for this. And I'm I'm putting myself out there for this. I feel like when guys bring this up, yeah, it's considered sexist. But uh, you know, I. There are times where I will put on certain clothes and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't wear this to this event or "Hmm, this shows a little too much skin. Maybe I shouldn't wear it to school. It's not appropriate. So if you are comfortable in yourself and you feel like you can wear those things, go for it. More power to you. But if people look at you or talk about what you were wearing, don't get upset. The problem is it was a family. It's a family event. And the one this weekend 
I didn't think she had shorts on. It was all ass cheeks. Like, I mean, you could I, see them jiggle when she I walked. I really it was, didn't think she had on pants. It was it was a romper for a toddler. Because I, a can I, can I say something? Yes. <laughs> she didn't have on underwear. Well, there's no way she could. It wouldn't have fit in there. Uh, like, I really thought she just had on. I don't was, understand. That is, that is not People up for debate. I can tell mirror. you definitively. Neither, oh. neither did the girl last week with the giant hole in yeah. the back of her pants. We could see the entire left cheek and the crack. And it was, was no cold yeah. that weekend. And that girl, she went through my cash register line. And she was literally trembling when she walked in the door. And I just wanted <laughs> to be like, put on real clothes and you won't be cold. Right. I'm kind of like, sad maybe, I don't know. I mean, it. it <laughs> I'm going to have to add you to my group. This weekend, I didn't send out any messages. No. But normally, when something interesting walks in the door, I will tell you. I you say something interesting and not a person. Well, because sometimes. There was this naked camel that walked sometimes, in. Sometimes. <laughs> there was that one guy that had the rooster in the backpack. But he never made it in. No, he didn't. But I still texted y'all about it. Yeah. Why so why it might, it's not always. An, it's not always an interestingly dressed individual. <clears throat> sometimes it's just weird shit. All of a sudden, I just imagine that the vendors, so people come into the reptile show to see the animals, and the vendors go just to see the people. 100%. Oh, without a doubt. Like we have people nothing else to do. Is- We're selling animals and talking to each other. So, I mean, the only thing we have to look at is the people that come in. The best is when you and the person across from you in the aisle vending see the same person at the same time and look up and make eye contact, and you're thinking the same thing. I feel like that's you and Andy Sampson almost every show where you're across from each other, or you and Ty. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Andy Hine, but Andy Hine would just say it out loud. Oh, yeah. No, oh, he would say it so, <laughs> so loud. Speaking of, speaking <laughs> of Andy, Andy Hine, this is going to segue you into your I, next thing. Speaking of Andy Hine, I, I want to uh, – so this goes back to our talking about us having Patreons as we make fun of people wanting sponsors. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about sponsors. All right. So I, I had talked to Robert and Katie, and I said I really wanted to do something where we could give away – things to our listeners and not just like a shirt or a hat because i just feel like that that's done i was like you can win a shirt and like great i can wear that shirt on a reptile weekend whatever but, but if you want a shirt or a hat we're working on that we're too. working on that but this is much better i wanted to give away things that people could use physically use in their reptile room with the reptiles with their animals and so we started the patreon so we could raise some money to be able to buy some of these things uh and while we were doing that we also had several people step up and say hey I want to sponsor this, and they I, they wanted to give away something that we could give away. And so what we're going to do, and right now I think we're going to be able to do it monthly. We're going to start it monthly. Uh, we're going to try and run for a month a, a giveaway. I will post on our Facebook page, on the Reptile Gumbo Podcast Facebook page, and the Instagram, uh, the giveaway each month. And all you have to do is answer whatever question I ask to be included. That way I have your name there. Now... I would greatly appreciate because of Facebook's rules. I cannot oh, tell you shit. what are they doing? <laughs> Anyways, I'm talking because of Facebook's rules. I cannot tell you to share and tag people. I can't tell you to do that. But if you were to tag and share people, it would be much appreciated. Here's okay. Here's the loophole. I never got to tell you the loophole. No, you told, I know the loophole. You told me last night you were half asleep, but I know the loophole. I'm not doing that loophole. I'm staying on Facebook. I'm not going to a separate page. No, no, no. It's oh, not okay. a separate page. It's a separate post. Like, you make a post about the event, like, about the giveaway, but then you make a post for them to post their answers, and they share that. Well, the they are not sharing the work. information. Mine will work. Mine will work. I'm not, tell- I'm not telling them to do it. I'm not going against the thing. I'm- okay. I- so, it'll work. Okay. So, 
our first month, our February giveaway is thanks to our buddy Andy Hine uh, from Southern Reptile Supplies. <laughs> I, I love that you're telling us by okay, so no one can read the screen right now. Uh, <laughs> I would have been freaking the fuck out. Let me just say, literally the tiniest roach just went by me, and I was just like, "Oh look, little bug!" And Lana, about y'all, y'all saw fall out of her freaking chair. I would have, I would have left the room. The ridiculousness. All right, you're, <laughs> all right, you're, you're, you're interrupting my my Andy Hine time, and I don't want him to come after me. Because <laughs> he will. So Andy from Southern Reptile Supplies. He vends every single herb show. He has like 16 tables at every herb show. He is a traveling uh, pet store, reptile pet store at every herb show. Has offered for February a $100 gift certificate to Southern Reptile Supplies. Uh, the, the caveat is it has to be in person at any herb show. So at the end of February, we're going to take all the names of people that answer to what they would buy. Because the question is going to be, what would you want to buy with this $100 gift certificate? Uh we're going to take all those names, and we're going to pick a winner. And And if you can make it to a Herp show, you have a $100 gift certificate to Southern Reptile Supply. And I'm telling you, he has everything. He's got stuff if you do bioactive. He's got uh, thermostats. He's got uh, he's got toys that you can buy. He's got my. You, he's yeah. paying my daughter to work for him so she no longer loves me. <laughs> that. I'll go into that. So anyways, uh, but he's got everything you could need for reptiles there. It's just you have to be able to go there now. If you if you, if you are the name that wins, uh, then just let us know if you won't be able to make it to any herb. I mean, they're they're, they're starting with Colorado, Texas, uh, Missouri, Louisiana. Uh, I feel like I'm missing a state in there somewhere. Oklahoma, yeah. So if you can make it to one of those, it's a hundred dollars, which I was blown away when he's like, "Hey, here's a hundred dollars." And so, uh, but we also have his because we have his mom to thank for that because Kelly heard. Well, look, Kelly has listened to this podcast and didn't realize it was she me. She didn't realize it was us. It I was sat so at dinner fabulous. with this woman multiple weekends in a row, talked to her, had no clue that it was me on the But podcast. then when she realized it was us, she got like so excited. She told Andy, and she told to Andy you have to help us. It was so mm-hmm. great. Love them. So I will be posting this giveaway when I post the podcast. So by listening, go to our page, see this, comment. Again, please share. Uh, we're, we get more listeners. We can build a community. That's really kind of our goal. And, uh, and we'll run this for the month. We'll run it uh, the whole month, and uh, hopefully, somebody can make it to the show and they can buy because I desperately want to get it, but we and can't win you, it. If you win and you can't, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll give you a t-shirt, <laughs> or maybe we'll maybe maybe depending on what you want to buy, we'll just take some of your gift certificate money and use that to cover shipping. Yeah, maybe I'll buy it for you. I'll come to the show, but yeah, I don't we'll know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure out something. But uh, so yes, that was our uh, that was our first big giveaway. And we have other people that other people that are wanting to to get in on this, and so we're yeah. super excited about it. Um, I want to give away a herpstat that's coming at some point. I'm doing a herpstat thermostat. Mm-hmm. I love them. We've we've already got a couple of people that are some bigger dollars, and um, so yes, first one. It's going to be Southern Reptile Supplies, $100 gift certificate at any Herps Reptile show. Yeah, we'll, we'll do there. a gift certificate for Lone Star Reptile Rex at some point, too. Yes. Uh, our buddy, oh, I'm going to fucking say his name. God damn it. John Grant. John Grant wants to also do it. Who? John, John Grant. JT. <laughs> it's no, so funny has- because... 
Some people call him John, and John. some people call him JT. John Grant. And then some people call him both first name, last name, so oh. he's John Grant. <laughs> I told him at dinner the other night, he has one of those names that you have to say the whole thing. It has to be John Grant. It's just... He's, he's James Lewis when I'm mad at him. That's the only time you I... You call used... John Grant James Lewis no. when I'm mad at him? That's weird. <laughs> I call you James Why would you call Lewis him? when I'm mad at you. That's, that's but awesome. I have to say it really fast so there's no break between the words. <laughs> so... Next month, maybe John Graham. All right. <laughs> oh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we uh, go, because we're kind of getting there. Uh, so I said uh, last week, week before, that I had bought a catchy, it's K-A-T-C-H-Y, bug catcher for flying gnats and stuff in your snake room. Everybody has that issue, especially if you have isopods, uh, any soil, you get those little soil gnats or dirt gnats, whatever. Uh, I have to give a giant glowing recommendation for the catchy bug catcher. I, I bought one because you bought one, and I, I agree. want another one. I want one for the kitchen. I yeah. mean, first off, I didn't know how many little flying bugs I had because it didn't seem that bad. But damn, and it catches. It just catch gnats. I had some mosquitoes on there that had gotten in at some point, gotten into the house. They were in there, uh, which are like small pterodactyls in Louisiana. That's true. And I mean, after about a week, I took out the little pad, changed it out, put a new one in. I know Robert, you caught a ton on yours. Yeah, I need to go um, change the pad out. It's one of those things, if you own reptiles, you're going to end up getting fruit flies or gnats or something. It's just, it just happens. Uh, but this little thing, it's quiet. It runs. I'll put it in a corner. And I would definitely suggest it's $40 on Amazon. I'm not, they're not paying me to support the, to say, I mean, but it's a big problem that I've always had issues with having little flying gnats here or there. And this thing is really, I'm telling you, it's really cut down on that. So K-A-T-C-H-Y on Amazon, 40 bucks. Go get one. Maybe we'll give away one at some point. Ooh, that's a good idea. Because I think the thing is awesome. Uh, and then I'm looking, I think, that was all I had. I, I know that was a lot. We actually had a lot. Uh, but that's all I had. Anybody else have anything else? I do, actually. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up real quick. Cause, sorry, I was grading papers. We're talking to the mic. Sorry, I was grading papers. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Talk, talk into the mic. You can say things like John Grant. Would you stop it? He's probably up to like 15 by now. <laughs> He'll let us know. I mean, I got I to gotta entertain him. He has no internet. What's he going to do for fun? What are you pulling up? I don't know what you're pulling up. Um, is that my phone ringing? I hear a buzz. Yes, yeah, somebody's phone is vibrating. It's not mine. Well, if it's not Robert. <laughs> oh, wait, was it in mine? Is it mine? No, it is not. <laughs> what the crap what were you pulling up I was pulling up I'm not logged in I'm logged into my school account I'm not hey, logged in hey you know what I haven't talked about yet Logan got new snakes this weekend yeah what'd he get yeah he got a female tessera scaleless corn snake to go with his male from Russell and he got a salmon ghost male adult corn snake to go with his salmon snow that he already has so we can make some pink babies. Did that come from Russell also? That did not. That came from uh, Noah, the peachy exotic. Russell's all, Russell's all about making folks have to spend money at his table. Oh, whatever. Russell got, got some good what? stuff. You Russell had some pairs of MBKs this weekend that had I seen the price we on them. We don't talk about those, Robert. We don't talk yeah. about those. Those snakes Not that I could have afforded them anyway, but still, it would have uh, been nice. One day. I, I, I will say, I, as much as like, shit I give about... Getting that snake from Russell, 
having a pink snake is it pretty is cool. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, now if I can just take pictures of it. He has a super salmon ghost. Corn snake. Corn snake. And it's Barbie, it is Barbie pink. doll pink. It is Barbie yeah. pink. I fell in love with right. the blood red pied side corns. Oh, I love those too. I've always wanted one of those I've got two. a pair that I'm growing out. And Lily's doing um, Mexican black king. Mexican black king snakes and the I didn't, I didn't want to say it because y'all look so salty, but I'm really excited. They'll be coming out. You of know why? Have you heard the story? Do you know why I'm she, salty? She's always wanted one from when we got together, and they were like forty bucks back then. And they now, were they were forty bucks on our wedding anniversary. I bought you a snake when we got married. Oh. <laughs> am, I, am I supposed to feel bad? It was forty dollars. Yeah. Now they're two hundred and fifty bucks. Well, so maybe. Yes, I'm salty. What you can do is get people to crowd, get people to crowdsource to a snake. You can raise money for your snake. There is a pied ever breed. There is a pied side blood red scaleless on Morph Market. Oh, I don't like scaleless. I do. But if you like that, you can get somebody. You get somebody to crowdsource that for you, Robert. I need you to tell the world what your child named his scaleless corn snake. So the first one, the male is named Oscar because it feels like a wiener. <laughs> Oscar my wiener. And the new one's name is Nookie because we wouldn't let him name it the JJ. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you did it all for the Nookie? I'm not yeah, gonna lie, like much. I'm not a big on scaleless, but if I had to have scaleless, it would be a Clubrid. I like the scaled bellies. I cannot do the yeah. weird. The ball python skillets, I just have to make a note that they have the weirdest bellies. Yeah, and you know, people will try and tell you that the scalas are, are are more sensitive to this or they get cuts. They don't. It's just like having a normal corn snake. You don't treat them any differently. The ball pythons you do, Kevin Finky at KDF has like perfected keeping the scalas ball pythons. I heard that they needed more more moisture though. The, so the, the corn, corn snakes, snakes don't. They, oh. they're. I keep them just, just like the rest of them. Have you ever seen so the bellies on the ball pythons? So they look like you dissect oh, yeah. it. Up. I can't, I can't do it. I don't. You know, I have hairless oh. rats, and yep, it shouldn't so bother me. That's but I just true. can't. The bellies look so weird. <laughs> I, I have a full litter of baby hairless rats that are about a week old right now, and they're the weirdest looking little baby rats oh, I've are. ever seen. They're so they're, weird. It's weird. They look like a really fat person that lost a lot of weight and have all this extra skin. <laughs> I'm saying, if you, if you don't want those snakes, crowdsourcing oh them would be a great way. I'm just saying, anybody listening, you if, don't if you want to help me, we can crowdsource snakes here. This is going to be the it's, next month. We're going to be talking about this. It's 750 bucks for this uh, one if you can't afford see, it. 750 You can crowdsource that if someone's willing to pay 50% of that snake. Then they get fifty percent off a baby from that snake. Dude, that snake is cool looking, man. It's got, it's got some dorsal link. stripes. I am. It's got some dorsal <laughs> scales that look really neat. So you're gonna really like it, and then we need to crowdsource it, and that's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're gonna crowdsource that snake. You're such a mess. But then you gotta find something to breed to it because you gotta, you gotta have a breeding plan in place when you crowdsource. But the see, snake. that's just it. Sometimes I just want shit because I want shit, and it looks crowd, cool. You can't crowdsource just wanting shit. That's why I want an MBK. I just want to look at it. Maybe hold it occasionally. Katie, when I have baby MBKs, I will give you one. You know, I've had somebody else tell me that before, too, and it didn't happen. 
It wasn't you. That is a cool looking that snake. A, I don't like it. Really? I don't like I it. I think it's cool. I don't like this pie blooded skeleton. We're not crowdsourcing that shit. That can stay there. Okay, well, I had one thing from YouTube that I wanted to talk about. Our uh, awesome friend April from Bloods by Design has posted some really awesome videos on YouTube lately. Awesome in a sentence one more time. Yes, you are awesomely wonderful at annoying me, James Lewis. Um, It's important to be good at something. Yeah, (laughs) that is. So her latest video is how to get stuck snake shed off. Um, and that is definitely someone something that everyone at some point in the hobby well, I feel like has to deal with because even if it's not our uh, issue, uh, then just... stop. Even if it's not something that you are doing, sometimes a snake just has a bad shed. So it's important to know how to handle that situation. Okay, it's really important to add to this. Okay, it's really important right now during winter when people have their heat on and they're drying the ever loving crap out of the air in their house. Stuck sheds become a thing this time of year. Yes, they do. And then what was your other thing? Is that it? Yeah, that was it. All, all of that for, for just April's little tiny video? It was an awesome video. Did you watch it? I did watch April's video. Oh, I actually much. watched it, too. I didn't you say I actually watched it, too? Like, that was a big thing for you. Like I don't watch YouTube, thank you very much. It's part of your job now. Uh, no. No, it's not. What is Robert, no, it's Robert what are you sending more... <laughs> Robert's sending us more pictures of things to crowdsource. (laughs) It's a... Oh, Oh, hell yes. (laughs) It's a motley. Its skin is wrinkly, though. That part kind of weirds me out. It's like a penis. It doesn't matter what kind of (laughs) snake it is. If it's black and white or something. I knew you'd like it. That's why I said it. going for it. Oh, all day. All day. How do they have the sex is unknown? How's that person got this snake, this $900 snake? And they don't have a sex. Because they don't know how to sex it. Then why do you have a nine hundred dollar baby? <laughs> it's a gamble. If that's I want to buy a nine hundred dollar baby, I just realized that's from BHB Reptiles. They know how to sex them. Yeah, they know how. Just don't have it labeled yet. You're gonna have to crowdsource for that one though. It's nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Someone help me. We're gonna start a website. We're gonna start a crowd. I'll help vet. I'll help vet these people that are trying to crowdsource yeah. things. Tell you if they're worth worth. We'll give them like a, like a ranking. James. The better, the more trustworthy you are, James, the better breeder, you get a higher ranking. I'm okay. telling you, it's the future. So if people wanted to get in touch with you and no drama llama. To crowdsource anything you may have. Store, how would they go about doing that, ladies? Uh, we have a Facebook and then we do have a shop phone on which that you can Google at that any you time. you can Google because I don't know. And if you're going to call me and ask for the address. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't open up last month. You've been open since 2019. You should probably know your work number. Well, we've moved twice and now we're moving again. So even if we learned it, but now we got to forget it again. It's 830-496-3091. I can see the reflection in the phone. <laughs> I just want to make a side note. I, when we're really busy and people call in and they're like, is this no drama llama? I'm like, yes. Or they don't even have to ask me because I answer it's no drama. Oh, that's literally how I may help you. Um, they go, what's your address? And I was like, did you Google us? They're like, yes. I was like, we're on the direction. <laughs> They're like, we understand, but I just want to like an idea. And I was like, okay. And so I'm always giving directions <laughs> to people. 
And it drives me like I want to be polite about it, but I'm like, there is a reason you can hit directions and drive straight to my front door. That's just a funny note. Yeah, so give them a call. Give them a call. Don't ask for directions, but you can no, ask what kind of animals. <laughs> you can ask what kind of animals they have. So in case you want to start a crowdsourcing thing for those oh animals. My gosh. But on our Facebook, you can message us anytime. We answer at random times. I'm a I'm very much a night owl. I'm up all times at night. Um, ungodly <laughs> hours. We answer messages. I'm cracking myself uh, up. Over yeah, here. I, same I, thing goes here. Idea. My phone goes on do not disturb at ten o'clock, so you can message me as much as you There's want. There's no fucking way you message me and I wake up. I tell you that right now. Off. Unless you are listed under my favorites on my phone, in which case you can call and it will go through the do not disturb. Mine's not on silent. You will not wake me up. I, I better be under your favorites. Oh. Oh, Robert. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You're probably going to talk to Lana. Anyone who messages <laughs> the Facebook is going to talk to oh, Lana. That's awesome. Robert, if they want to get a hold of you, how can they do it? www.lsreptileracks.com is the best way. Click on contact me, and it sends me an email, or my phone number's on there. Um, I don't always answer because I'm super busy, and my phone rings off the hook all day. Go what ahead. is also on there is the price of the fucking rack. What? Yes. What? I just answered one. Right no, because I feel bad for Robert. They <laughs> message him, how much for this rack? And they'll send him a picture a picture from, from the, the website. From the website. So hostile. Yeah. They send a screenshot with the price on it. They do. I mean, it's true. They ask the dumbest It's like they think I'm going to tell them a cheaper price. I'm yeah, good. I get it all the time. Mean, I got it a few minutes ago. I screenshot from great. the website. I totally get it. Yeah. I've asked Robert for price. And, and anybody out there will just such thing as a dumb question. <laughs> there are yeah, definitely there things. Is. There's definitely such things as a dumb question. There are 100% dumb questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, how do I get to your store after I looked up your address? Nope. Nope, just here answering the phone. Just, we're an answer, this is our answering service. Oh, my students ask me if they have to put their names on their papers. (laughs) We leave the front door open sometimes with nice. We'll forget to flip the close sign over so it says open with the door open, and they'll they'll come up and be like, Are you open? I'm like, no, I just left the door wide open. Here's your sign. Well, we're actually very friendly. I mean, right now we're giving lots of attitude, but we're incredibly friendly, and we will never make you feel no. dumb when you come in. Yeah, same here. I'm never going to. No. I, I'm always. No, I'm just talking about you behind your back. But <laughs> I might check you off on a bingo card. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's some of the stuff that needs on a bingo card. You just gave me an awesome idea. Someone asking for the price of an animal when the price is listed. I, uh, yeah. I just had an awesome idea, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'll say it when oh, we're done before we I got to finish. I do want to give a shout out to, to my buddy, Tracy. She did make me an awesome birthday it present, even sh- though I told her not to make it. It's so, it's a cute. I shirt. had the idea for a shirt. I think it was last podcast Three, or two, two podcasts, podcasts ago. ago. I wanted a silhouette of a guy holding a snake on a snake hook and it's saying uh, expert oh, no. herper. No, no, no. no, expert hooker. Expert yeah. hooker. So it says expert hooker underneath it. And your buddy Corey said that if she were to give you money, well, I told her if she gave me money, then it's a donation. I said I said it's an expert hooker, not a professional hooker, because I don't get paid. And then she says, "What if someone gave you money?" And then I said it would be a donation. Yep. So I'm still an expert. I'm not a professional. There you go. Professionals have to fill out tax paperwork, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I think um, 
Also, before we go, Lana and I would like to thank everybody who mostly vends from the Herp Show and everything for being very welcoming. Um, if a lot of people don't know, Lana and I are very, are considered young. Um, I'm 26. She's 27. Um, we're not, we're kind of new into this. Um, we went full blown into it and everybody's been very open, very amazing, um, awesome people. And I'm very happy. And I believe on is also with choosing to go this route in our life. And y'all are some of the awesome people we've met. I couldn't Yay. agree more. Well, and you've got to do more shows because it's, y'all have so much more fun hanging out. I mean, we're doing like, like over 15 shows this year. Did you guys get one and sign up tonight? I did sign up for two of the Beaumont or the Conroe shows. You better get on there and sign up for everything you want next year. Now that it's open I, for I'm you. I'm going to as soon as I have a little bit more time. Probably I'm going to do it tonight when I get off this. Yeah, when I get off this, I'll spend the time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It took to me maybe this, 10. Uh, what, 10 minutes before we got on? We were still in the conversation of getting me not to, do, <laughs> not to leave. Well, that's why James was like, are they both on? I'm like, I don't know. Lily doesn't like this kind of stuff. I was like, I, I don't, just got I very don't know who's going like, to be there. Anxiety with anything that's like live. And she's like, it's not live. I was like, but it's going live. She's like, just pretend it's not. Which is funny because I hate being out in public and like the shows. And I do out. great at the shows. Y'all are so funny. I love it. James, if people want to get a hold of you, where do they go? Uh, simply underscore serpents on Instagram, simply serpents on Facebook, or if you want to get a hold of the podcast, it is the reptile gumbo podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to message us. Tell us, uh, how much you're really looking forward to being able to crowdsource snakes in the future. <laughs> oh my God. No. Uh, great. I, I, it's, I'm going on shark tank next week. So next week there's going to be a drinking game. Every time we mention John Grant or JT, and every time James mentions crowdsourcing, well, I will get people fucked and up. Perhaps you won't die by the end. I of may that say episode. crowdsourcing 15 times in a row just to get people. <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> oh my god! Tony, Shark Tank, going on Shark Tank, million dollar idea. Oh jeez. I don't. I gotta come up with the name for my. I gotta come up with the name for my crowdsource, my snake crowdsourcing website. So anybody out there, I gotta give them credit though. The crowdsourcing could really help people who have like a rare snake of one gender, and you gotta find that other one. I mean, it could really come in handy. See, see, that's a positive. (laughs) You see, Robert's face. (laughs) Robert's face matches my face. We're both like, shut up, Dave. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but y'all don't have to live with him. You well, get to live with me. That is how I, I might I might be living close to him soon. You never know. Never know. <clears throat> wink wink nudge nudge. All right. Move to Texas. That is it for us. Hey, I, we may. Wait, Robert's gonna move to Kerrville, so that means you're gonna move to Kerrville. That means what? I can't afford to move to Kerrville. Y'all are too poor out there. Kerrville teachers make a little less than what well, I'm Kerbal making now. That's not going to work for me. You're making now, most likely. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll send smoke signals to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all for being on. It's been awesome. Thank y'all. Uh, I'm glad your potato made it all the way through and didn't die <laughs> I'm on I'm very you. proud of it, you know? <laughs> so, I love it. That is you it. Guys, you guys hang tight just for a minute, though. All right. Bye.